Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to have a very, very senior professional with me, uh, Mr. Arun Myra. Arun, welcome to the show. Mr. Myra is the chairman of HelpPage International. He's a former member of the Planning Commission of India. He's the former chairman of the Boston Consulting Group in India, and he's an author. So today we're going to speak about HelpPage International. And before I ask any questions to Arun, I'm going to just read a little bit about HelpPage International. It helps older people claim their rights, challenge discrimination and overcome poverty so that they can lead dignified, secure, active and healthy lives. Our work is strengthened through our global network of like-minded organizations, the only one of its kind in the world. This is from the HelpPage website. So Arun, over to you. Tell me about the work that HelpAge does for the elderly. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Um, um, the work that HelpAge does for the elderly, uh, you read out um, a very nice um, a summary, which is on our website. And that is what we do, mm -hmm. uh, frankly. But the heart of it is uh, to uh, make older people feel uh, more valued mm -hmm. um, themselves, value themselves more and feel more valued by society. Okay. We have, uh, for the last uh, 30, 40 years, particularly, or maybe 70, 80 years, mm -hmm. when we got a, such a strong economic paradigm mm -hmm. of uh, um, um, progress, mm -hmm. and we value everything in terms of what effect it will have on the economy and on GDP. Correct. Yes. And you know, when uh, people now say, we should have more trust amongst people in society. Economists will promptly mm -hmm. try and show you the benefit of having more trust in terms of growth of GDP. Absolutely. So everything is measured by how it contributes to uh, the money economy, mm -hmm. to, to the GDP. So in this setting, naturally, older people, because they are less physically productive mm -hmm. as they age, mm -hmm. uh, are less valuable to the economy. And younger people who have more energy um, are more valuable to the economy. So there's a bias, if you look at it only from the economic perspective against um, older people mm -hmm. in all societies. Okay. Uh, in societies which did not measure or even now don't measure mm -hmm. uh, their uh, health, the economic health or the society's health in economic terms, older people remain valued mm -hmm. within the society. Elders are respected uh, younger people care for them and keep Correct. saying that you have brought us in, share some stories with us, mm. and they will give service to them. Correct. Not as an economic transaction, but as the knowledge. Part of nature nurturing itself, the old mm. is required along with the new. Mm. Um, um, you know, all parts of nature must work together, and that's Correct. how we become a healthy system, Correct. a healthy society. So, I want to first say that and then come to are three stories, mm -hmm. uh, which are what I've learned okay. during my time in HealthPage. Perfect. HealthPage yeah. International. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is in Jaipur in India. Mm -hmm. The other is in uh, Fremont in California. And the mm -hmm. third is in, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So West, East, and we in the, in the middle. The one about uh, in Jaipur is long before I was with HealthPage. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was uh, in the year 1999 when I was still a consultant in the United States, a strategy consultant in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I was at a CII national conference in Jaipur where I was asked to speak about, you know, the changing world and India was 
joining the markets and and go on. So we, as an international consultant, help right. people to think about uh, business opportunities uh, in India. Now, India, like poorer countries, was an attractive market for people looking for new markets because mm-hmm. the unfulfilled needs are so many. And so here at the same conference, uh, there was a um, uh, uh, enterprising person, and he already had success in the United States, mm-hmm. who proposed to the big uh, gathering that uh, what India needed was old people's homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, Indians, uh, as they got uh, older and were not uh, taken care of by their children, mm-hmm. um, should be living well. Okay. And so there's a business opportunity in creating old people's homes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is when I began to worry about something in my mind, which I have now become very clear about much mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. is the 3% and 97% economies. Mm-hmm. Okay. The people who have money mm-hmm. can afford to buy things which these entrepreneurs offer us, which are sold for money. Correct. So that caters to the 3% in our country, for example, mm-hmm. which have... Uh, you know, enough wealth saved or otherwise they make enough wealth to be able to buy the things that business people offer. Right. Public goods, um, education and uh, public health, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, should not be converted into businesses. Okay. Because the majority of people who need them most of all are the people who only if they get good health and good education can participate in the market economy. Right. All right. So, uh, do not consider any need of society or every need of society as a business mm-hmm. opportunity. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I come to the second story, which mm-hmm. is Fremont in California, where mm-hmm. um, um, a, 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 a builder of a, you know mm-hmm. new properties and estates, or India, mm-hmm. very wealthy people in the U.S. was creating this uh, big wealthy, um, uh, or oh, sorry, a uh, uh, residential community, mm-hmm. uh, apartments and so on in Fremont. Mm-hmm. Because there, there were people of Indian origin mm-hmm. uh, who had uh, worked uh, in Silicon Valley. Now they were at that age when, well, they'd made enough money and they needed to live. Correct. Uh, without their children who'd also gone on mm-hmm. and were making money and mm-hmm. so on. So he said, here's something to sell to these people. Mm-hmm. And so that was the heart of the idea. Mm-hmm. Now, in that place, um, uh, several um, younger Indians who had mm. gone to Silicon Valley and who were looking for apartments to stay, mm. but could not find them. Mm. Some bias against Indians also possibly mm. at the time. Mm. Right. Um, found that they could be renting rooms mm. um, or unoccupied apartments of these older people. Mm. Mm. And this person then first said, there should be no such rules. You know, this is only for older people. Mm. They shouldn't be renting they place out and making money, Correct. but began to observe that the older people there were happier mm-hmm. with the younger people around. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was that the younger people offered to, uh, you know, take care of shopping needs, gardening needs, if mm-hmm. anything, for the older people and made some money. I mean, these are Indians also mm-hmm. wanted to make some money. Mm-hmm. And some of them were married then, got married, the younger people, that is. Mm-hmm. And then the older people said, you know, you can leave your children with us mm-hmm. uh, when you go out to work. Or some older people yeah. started to open a you know, mm-hmm. primary care center mm-hmm. and began to find, and the older people said, this was then in the survey, that they were much happier. Mm-hmm. They felt that they were valued, continued to be valued, not for what they had done, mm-hmm. but for what they were doing. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. But came to the 
need to integrate uh, people, older people, keep them integrated with communities mm -hmm. as the solution and not creating these fancy um, old people's homes on the side where you Correct. don't. And by the way, creating old people's homes is not a, a new idea. We've had widows in Mathura. Absolutely, for a long time. The society doesn't care for them and someone charitably perhaps looks after those uh, people yeah. there. Yeah. So come back to the reintegration of all generations uh, together. Uh -huh. So this is a mission that uh, we are on to mm -hmm. tell people that the solution to uh, the older people's uh, needs mm -hmm. is not creating more infrastructure for them, separate mm -hmm. infrastructure for mm -hmm. them, and so on, is um, helping society to learn again mm -hmm. the value of all generations being together. Mm -hmm. It's a hard slog maybe, mm -hmm. but it's catching on, you'll be surprised. It's catching on even the US, like I've told you the example right. of Fremont yeah. and elsewhere too, that that is the solution. Mm. I come to the third example, which is in Vietnam, mm. uh, which is uh, um, one of the many countries in which uh, HelpAge uh, has been directly operating. Mm -hmm. yeah, we've got partners and they operate all over. Right. There are a few places where we've had our own programs because mm -hmm. they are seminal programs in terms of uh, uh, doing something very differently. Mm? Right. In this case, it was the government of Vietnam, right? to have been a communist government, mm. uh, which uh, had this thing that, uh, you know, all citizens must be taken care of, public mm. services. Mm. So in their philosophy, you know, Vietnam, women have their own associations mm. and the government works through women's associations to ensure that women's needs are met. And they had created by law, older people's associations. Okay. So every village and every city is required to have an older person's association. Mm. And when we came from, uh, from uh, HelpAge, we said, what if we can equip these older people mm. to make their own meetings together more enjoyable? Mm. Also then use those meetings to put into them ideas about, uh, you know, physical health and, mm. and taking care, you know, let doctors visit them and talk in their meetings to them. Mm. It's something that they need. And so it's not a thrust of a government service that you mm. must take care of health in this fashion. It was mm. they learning together with the experts who could help them. And in the best of these communities, what was found was that the community around mm -hmm. began to find that this convening of people who were spending some time together thinking about each other was a very good place for other social workers to say, if we came in here, mm -hmm. we could understand what the community needs by the right. conversations of these people. And also perhaps use these people as evangelists, mm -hmm. older people who are mm -hmm. still somewhat yep. respected as the new ideas Very interesting. Uh, of, uh, you know, taking mm. care of each other as well as modern medicine and, mm. and education and, and so on. So they became nodes of change. Now that made them so valuable, you know, to the government, mm. to the community. Mm. And so, so there are the three ideas here. It's about telling the world that the older people of the world, mm. and we are going to have many more of them because Correct. of the success of our economic models mm. of uh, better healthcare, uh, better incomes for people and so they can you know uh, take care of themselves and live longer mm. the, the the fastest growing demographic in every country including india is not young people mm. it's older people True. and we must consider them as they mm. are indeed mm. the world's fastest growing and least used resource mm. we consider them as the fastest growing burden mm. but actually they're the fastest Very well said. used resource very very well said in, in the world so spreading these examples around uh, like the ones I shared mm. with you, um, it's changing lots of people's minds because Correct. you know most charities are organized with that notion of charity. Mm. So it's, you know, provide something that people need, and this is you feel good about it. Mm. Given food, or we create in some shelter, and 
and, and yeah. so on. Actually, just switch it off. Hmm. Older people don't want charity. Correct. And I would say no human being really hmm. feels dignified in receiving charity. Hmm. Older people want dignity. Correct. And they'll get dignity if they are valued, hmm. and they will be valued when we recognize that they have value. Absolutely. So you know, uh, if you if you uh, I don't know if you saw that old movie called The Intern, Robert De Niro and yes, Anne Hathaway. Yes, yes. I mean, that really started to redefine the way older people should be looked at. Yes. And I remember writing a paper saying it said experience does not get old. Yes. And I do believe that all over the world, older people are beginning to reintegrate themselves. But I want to ask you a question. I was talking to someone uh, yesterday who's uh, a scientist, and he said that with gene alteration, etc., that's going on. we could expect to live between between 125 to 150 in the next 30 40 years time what happens to the definition of old age then you know um, i i'm going to share some things with you there are the three stories i said about different places mm-hmm. uh, and then there are i'm going to say there are three sort of personal stories okay which will answer your uh, yeah. help answer your question mm-hmm. the first is of course broadly what i'm learning through help page as i mentioned mm-hmm. the other two personal ones are to do with my mother okay and with me mm-hmm. i am now 77 and i don't feel old at all you don't look that at all mm-hmm. the sense that that mm-hmm. i don't feel old at all my mother was 22 years older than me mm-hmm. and um, she passed away the year before last in 97 mm-hmm. and i remember i always felt that there was something about her that challenged me mm-hmm. and what was it it was that she was questioning what i knew and what i was learning mm-hmm. and asking me questions to which i did not have answers about new things yeah. that she had learned around so um and she said this to me i remember when um, in the mid 90s and we said you know brother said look physically your body's so old mm-hmm. let's put you into a nicer older person's home that was mm. very nearby mm. one by helpage actually mm. uh, in gk and we showed her it was very lovely mm. you know but there were other four or five older people mm. living there well taken care of and uh, she refused mm. she said i'm going to keep staying in my own place mm. where she was worrying about her own garden herself mm. and mm. didn't have any full time help but she cooked and stuff mm. and what she said was i want to add life to my years mm. i don't want to add more years mm. to my life Very and well said. living arun is learning as soon as you stop learning mm. you have stopped living you stopped so this curiosity mm. that i was just telling you about mm. for her was the evidence of life mm. and if you can keep your curiosity up mm. and learning up you will live well till whenever you know your body has mm. to stop mm. to And so I've written a book of poems which has just come out. It's okay. Called, uh, listening to my mind. Mm-hmm. In this, I've got a long ode to my mother mm-hmm. in here, mm-hmm. and I had written this when she was ninety, which is okay. already nine years ago. Mm-hmm. At which time she had been already telling me often mm-hmm. that don't send me gifts and cards. Mm-hmm. Um, share with me something that you have. Made yourself something mm. you've written yourself, something you've drawn yourself. Mm. In other words, you know, keep your mind active, and so that was like an annual making me do something. Of course, mm. I began to enjoy the things that I was doing and the things that she was asking me to do also, suggesting that I mm. I do also. So this uh, poem uh, to her, this ode to her, the title is Neoteni. Okay. So, now, what is Neoteni? Neoteni is a Greek word, which 
meaning is holding on to life longer mm-hmm. and it was used by uh, evolutionary biologists mm-hmm. when they were uh, trying to discover what enables mm-hmm. nature to produce new things and innovations which mm-hmm. we in our human minds find hard to do mm-hmm. seem to be stuck in old ideas mm-hmm. and so um they found uh, that uh, those species mm-hmm. that uh, let their children keep learning longer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, as a proportion of their whole lives mm-hmm. are species that have evolved higher level capability mm-hmm. and um, as you can see you know you have um, birds i mean they'll just take care of the chicks till right. the chicks fed and then say go fly off and you know, look after yourself right. same with animals human beings we encourage our children to keep learning right. and therefore you might say in more evolved societies human societies mm. the time that children spend on education is much longer mm. yeah? in fact they seem to be <laughs> sometimes learning all their lives correct okay? correct. correct so neoteny so i didn't this owe to her neoteny because you know when i told her that mom what you um have been teaching me is neoteny she says mm. what is neoteny mm. so i said it's a greek word she says how do you spell it mm. so i said why do you want to know she says because i want to find out more about it mm. she wrote it down and she started to explore mm. and then began to discuss neoteny with me you see <laughs> wonderful that's fascinating you know when what you're saying is so true i mean i used to see it with my father he was a retired brigadier and you know he was my biggest critic about for all my books and he was always the first one to read them because he also said exactly what your mother said share with me what you are doing rather than anything else so you know i i completely relate to what you have said mm-hmm. but you know uh, uh, arun given the time we have i want to also talk to you based on your incredible experience your amazing journey a few questions for people who are beginning to hit the age of say 60 61 62 um and a lot of them are, who are probably my vintage are struggling because they haven't planned for the word retirement and in india particularly retirement is like a taboo you ask someone who's 55 what are you going to do when you turn 60 and they say oh, i'll cross the bridge when i reach it so i have a couple of questions for you on this because you have mm-hmm. done so many different things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at what stage of a person's life should one start to plan for superannuation given the fact that our life post 60 will be almost equal to our life which is the working life 35 odd years mm-hmm. so not mm-hmm. everyone lands uh, you know in, into roles which can give them life for another 20 years what at what stage should one start planning and what how should one do it um let's say see you have done a had a long career corporations as a career with mm-hmm. corporation mm-hmm. long years with one yeah. in which the concept of retirement comes and maybe your corporation mm-hmm. um, being a world class one said 28 or 60 years mm-hmm. you must retire and get more mm-hmm. young blood in um, most of them you know you must retire 62 63 correct that's superannuation absolutely uh, that's right so you think about you know just working like a slog in one mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. then every few years you get one mark up another mark up correct. and hopefully you got a pension on the side and then correct good golf set you've learned and mm-hmm. and then you know you can play golf after that correct today i've been finding for the last 20 years mm. that people who are in their early 20s or mm. 30s even mm. like in the consulting company i was mm. as well as mostly people who went into you know entrepreneurship and mm. and, and and starting new enterprises mm. at about 30s 
they are thinking of retirement because they made enough money for it. Mm-hmm. So here are people asking me, what do I do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. So imagine this, uh, Asutosh, that they are going to physically live longer mm-hmm. than before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they are not even waiting until 50 or 55 to ask this question. Now, what do I do with the rest of my life? Right. They are forced to ask it very early. And why is this so? Because they didn't, as they were growing up, keep asking themselves, what is the purpose of my life? Correct. What is it that I really wish mm-hmm to uh, do through my life. And the answer to it may change because you discover new things Mm. about the world and about yourself, Mm. but always anchoring on the purpose of your existence. Mm. And the purpose of your existence cannot be just to serve someone else Mm. according to the standards the other person sets and then pays you money, which is fair for the standard of work that you deliver, in which you are just a cog in a machine, you're not a living human being. So I might Mm. say this rather strongly, Mm. because yes, I have been myself in the Mm. corporate world Mm. and consulting to people in the corporate world, that the whole idea Mm. of what work is, Mm. that work is something that you do for money, Mm. is the one that forces you Mm. then to ask this question, what do I do with my life? Correct. (laughs) After you stopped work. Mm. And so I say, you must... If you haven't asked your question any time in the life, like I tell these people, mm. these people who are 30 or 35 come, I say, well, you should have asked this question mm. when you were nine or 10. Mm. And someone made you think about it uh, when you were 20, 25, surely mm. before you started getting into you know, serious education, you should ask yourself, what is it I really want to do in life? But, you know, we are forced to mm. uh, do those courses which will enable us to get more True. money success True. and forth, be a doctor, be an engineer, be a management consultant or something and the other. Mm-hmm. So it's not about what you really care about. It's not a, a flowering of yourself. So we're talking books of poetry. Robert Frost is my favorite poet. Right. And he has this wonderful poem about avocations and vocations. Mm-hmm. That you have to make your avocation your vocation. Mm-hmm. What you care about Correct. as a human being, which mm-hmm. enables you to flower, mm-hmm. you to flower, not your money mm-hmm. in the bank to flower, not your positions and ranks in society to flower. Mm. That is what you must pursue. Mm. Ask yourself this question at 60, 65. I mean, I have to ask myself this question many times in life. Mm. And certainly I have to ask it again after mm. I retired, even from the planning commission, yeah. by which I was already almost 70. I'm still asking myself, Absolutely. what is it I care about the most? Correct. What is it I want to learn mm. about the most and to be better at doing the most? Absolutely. Any? Yeah, <laughs> very well said. So I've just got one last question for you, given the time that we have. Uh, you know, you as chairman of HelpAge International, uh, there's a lot of work going on, you know, that HelpAge is doing across the whole world. When you come down to India, what is your perception of the kind of stuff that elders or senior citizens need that is not being provided to them? Um, I'm going to use what I said to you earlier sure. as that. If I look at need in terms of, okay, they need, as you said, more uh, uh, decent spaces to live by themselves. Mm-hmm. And we are going down the wrong path. A, economically, it is not viable. Correct. Our country hardly can afford. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of even mm-hmm. uh, more obvious needs of even mm-hmm. younger people like education and right. health of everybody. So to go down that path about thinking of needs in terms of physical needs, 
is wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, that doesn't solve the real problem of older people have. Mm-hmm. If they are isolated like that, by the way, mm-hmm. dementia grows much faster. Loneliness mm-hmm. is the greatest disease mm-hmm. for older people. And then, you know, now you've got scientists trying to say dementia, now mm-hmm. find medicines for dementia. Yeah. Then if you go down that path, we'd be having to then say we have to procure dementia medicines and make sure every older person gets it. Absolutely. Go down to the basic fundamental. It's like yoga. Mm. Start breathing well and you won't need all that stuff. Absolutely. Right. Start breathing in society around you and let them breathe you in also. Mm. Yeah, breathe the wisdom, the experience of older people. Mm. Society becomes healthy and you'll be healthy. Very so this is what we have to change. It's an idea that must change. You know, uh, I will have to stop now. But I think the, the very powerful message that I've got from you today is that I think the biggest challenge for senior citizens is inclusion. Yes. If, if uh, you know, if the senior people are included by the younger people in society, in businesses, more for their experience, rather than as I used to tell my, my colleagues, young people, you know, that I've got old, I've got older legs, so I'll be a goalkeeper. I'll make sure nobody can shoot the goal. You go ahead and play the game. But I think this has been a very, very interesting interview. I, I love your comment that your mom, your mom told uh, told you that she wants to add uh, life to her years rather than years to her life. I think that's a very, very powerful message. Um, I wish you lots of good health, uh, Arun. And you know, I, the, 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 I'm sure there's so much more that you'll continue to keep giving back to all of us. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. And have a good game, huh? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.